Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. This is the show where we talk about life, issues, and truth. And talk about it in a way from a younger perspective and older perspective, whether you fit into that or even younger or older than Dave or myself, then hey, we're loving to have you. So Dave, how's it going? Good. You know what? I, I think people are not having the conversations between the younger and older people, and that's what makes this program valuable because you should be having those conversations. It's not that older people know any more. They don't. In fact, you heard that here, folks. Yeah, they don't. In fact, their brains might be forgetting more. I, I mean, <laughs> that's not the issue. But the issue is there's there's an awful lot of experience that you can't gain by smartness. Right. You that, just have experience. It's just time. Yeah. Yeah. So when an older and a younger person get together, and do you, do, let me ask you this, Jason, you you have a family. I do. Do you guys actually eat meals together? We do. Okay. Is that important? That is important for us. I know that's, it's become a rarity. I mean, you look, if you look at statistics out there, which I don't have any in front of me, but I know that that is on the decline of yeah. eating meals together as a family. Well, even more schools are offering meals because of sports and that kind of thing, where they go and they can have breakfast, they get a lunch, now they can have supper in some well, of them. Well, it's a crazy thing. My, my son um, just started going to preschool. Um, they call it, I forget what they call it here in Wisconsin. Um, it starts, first of all, Probably it starts preschool. At, it starts at, well, I think it's like <laughs> 3K or 4K. Okay, silly. whatever. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it starts at 7.45, which is crazy yeah, in and of itself. It's early. But then they even offer breakfast for them, you know. But, you know, with our intentionality, we, we still wake up early to have breakfast with him before he goes out. Right. And he just benefits he from have, having a second breakfast. Yeah, way to He's go, like a man. hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, way to go. I, I was thinking, boy, you could cash in on this. Oh, we're, we're teaching him young to cash yeah. in. Yeah, cash you in. get free food, you grab it. You know, it's a, it's a skill that will set you well in college. No, I know that school that has far. lunch. I don't know if they have supper yet, but they do have lunch as well. Oh, and there are okay. several schools that offer food during the summer because kids need it or whatever. Right. I just find that interesting. What's happening, the dynamic has changed. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of media, whether it be, in my generation, it was television. You had TVs in your day still? Black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah, I we didn't had know if you just sat yeah. and stared at the radio. No, listening. that was the generation before me. Oh, okay. That was before me. But my generation had TV, and we had ways to let that distract us. That's right, bozo uh, buckets. Yeah, but however... Then now it's gone to like massive everything. I mean, everything, I, everything, everywhere, all the time. I really think I would encourage you as a young person to continue your habit of having a meal together with your family. Right. Even if you're at camp, a Silver Birch Ranch in the dining hall to sit with your family, and I know you do that because that's just part of life where you can they can watch you operate and they can see how you talk and interact. And that's part of learning. Right. And I think that's something we're missing. So... Um, I would almost encourage those that are listening to reset their priorities so they could have dinner with their family or a meal uh, if they can every day with their family. I you don't know, think sports are that important. Well, and that's the thing is priority. You know, and I, I know a lot of people will say, well, there's extracurriculars, there's this sport, there's that practice. It's like, you know what? At what point do you draw the line for the priority of your family and that's what's right. important? Because we've talked about it in the show, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it again pretty soon, is, is you know, things that matter. You know, and we need to invest in things that matter. And yes, you know, sports might get you somewhere, but statistically, you know, sports are going to end after high school or college, and then yep. that'll be it for life. Yep. You know, and you can attest to that, Dave. I can. You know, my mom was dying, and I, I will never forget what her wishes were. I was trying to crack a joke with her once, and she had she had several strokes, so this is a very slow process. And I was talking about the Chicago Bears at one point, 
This is when you were a fan of the Bears. Still? No, no, I wasn't. So you had already converted she was, to the dark side. She was. I was. I was. I was the Packer fan already. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no dark side there because we're not even calling the Bears Bears anymore. We're calling them the Cleveland Chicago Bears. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and um, but anyway, I was talking to her, and she told me she looked at me and very quickly said, "I'm not interested." And I thought, you were a Bear fan all your life. I'm not interested. What are you interested in, Mom? I said, you and your brother. Mm. When she was dying, what was important were her relationships. Right. Not her stuff. Right. I have never seen someone dying where the relationships weren't important. Right. And that should say something to a younger generation. If you really want to, when you die, and you will, if you want to have things where they should be, make sure your relationships are where they should be. Right. Don't worry about the stuff. The stuff of life. I tell you, the stuff tears people apart. Breaks my heart, Jason, through the years. I've seen so many people after somebody dies, they hate each other. They argue about stuff. Mm. I saw the opposite of my own father. Yeah. He, um, my mom and my dad took care of my grandma. And, and one of my grandmas, they just took care of her. Yeah. And when she died... I can remember it was my mom and dad who went and cleaned out the house and did a bunch of stuff. And I mean, they did that. Yeah. And since they took care of her, I was a kid. I thought, well, you guys should get what you want out of there. But my dad's attitude was different. Yeah. He said, no, whatever whatever relatives come, if they want something, they can have it. I was kind of ticked because there was this little TV. You wanted it. I wanted it, man. I did. A little one, a little black and white one. He wouldn't have let me anyway, but I would. I still wanted it. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I forget who took it. Somebody, you know, a third cousin twice removed from the fourth cousin, you know, came and took it. And Oh, so your sister-in-law. Somebody. <laughs> I, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> but the, but what, what was interesting is still at this age, I remember that attitude. Yeah. It was like, that's stuff. It's unimportant. Yeah. And I was, as a kid, thinking it was important. But he was demonstrating that it was unimportant. And I thought, well, okay, that's, that's really something I got to learn. And I did learn it. And to this day, it drives me. When I see something, whether it be family or anything else, I, you know, if somebody else is re- it's really important to them, you can have it. Right. It, it doesn't matter. I don't know how many things I've given away like that. And if you know my life, it's really strange because I have all these things that I didn't even ask for. Right, they just the, the, you know <laughs> what I mean. True. If you don't know Dave, things just show up on his doorstep. I did the other the other day. <laughs> I, I, I was going through a toolbox that I had, and in the bottom of it was this, this big knife. It was a hunting, a kind of a... Kind of a a knife. Well, it was a knife. It was a, a nice hunting kind of knife, you know, kind sure. of thing. And I thought, where'd I get this? <laughs> and, and I pulled it out of the thing, and I cleaned it up, and I showed it to um, uh, my, my son-in-law. And um, he said, well, that's a really good knife. I said, you can have it. He goes... <laughs> What? You know, really? Yeah. He said, what's well, a good knife? You know, I did. yeah, I looked it up online real quick. Yeah, people are selling these for like 150 bucks, just a yeah. knife. And I said, well, what am I going to use it for? Yeah. He goes, Clearly, well, I didn't know I had it. Yeah, where'd you get it? I don't know. It was in his toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> it must have come from one of my long lost relatives. You know, I mean, I have no idea where that thing came from. Right, right. That happens to me all the time. It's like, where did this come from? Oh, absolutely. You know, the thrill? He was thrilled to get it. Yeah. And it meant nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have got some money for it, I guess. I mean, you could put it on eBay or something or wherever you do, Craigslist and sell it. But I, what, what fun would that have been? Right, 
Right. I would have had money and I would have looked at it and go, money for me. You know, it's like, no, instead I made this guy, you can have this. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's going to use it, give it to his kids, whatever. I, I have no idea, but I don't have any need for it. The fun in life for me at my age is giving stuff away. Yeah. You know, and, and I see that, you know, and I think it goes back to what we've talked about on a previous episode where we talked about, you know, we talked about money and we talked about, you know, what really matters. And, and, you know, I see that, that, that feeling that you just described, you know, how it, there's just more satisfaction. And I think the reason it is because that's the way that God has designed it. You know, I recently went fishing with my son. Um, my son's four. And so it's not like he knows a ton about fishing yet, but there was a, a guy that came up that, uh, that, you know, invited us to go on his boat, had all this fishing gear, you know, used to do these, you know, tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So he, he was a fairly good guy uh, in terms of the fishing realm. Sure. And, uh, and so he, we went fishing out on the lake and, and it was amazing, you know, cause he'd hook one on his line, hand the pole off to my son because I'm still learning how to fish right. uh, myself and my son just watching him reel it in, you know, and, and just the joy of it, you know, and after the fact, you know, so my son loved it. It was great. You know, we caught some fish sure. and all that. But after the fact, I was, you know, messaging it back and forth with this guy and he's like, man, thank you so much for allowing me to do that with you guys. And here I am thinking, no, I'm the one that's thankful you took me and my son out. But what he said is like, it's great to see how God has used the gifts and talents that he's given me to make somebody else experience what your son experienced. Yep. You know, and, and for him, it was that full circle satisfaction, realizing that, you know what, it's not about this stuff because it was yep. about that at one point in his life. But now he's seeing how God has used something that he's given him that he might have abused in the past for something that is about the relational side of things yeah. and the things that last. Yep. Um, and I think that's that's the important thing that we have to see in life is that there's so many things that are striving for our attention. And a lot of it wants us to spend it on ourselves. Right. You know, it's all about having the, the newest phone, the newest computer, the newest whatever it is. You fill in the blank. But that's you're missing the point. Yep. It's really about enjoying God and enjoying others and allowing that to combine so that you, you experience moments like that. Because I can tell you right now, the, the time I'm most satisfied is, is when I see that same reaction in somebody else. Yep. And now, how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, I'm 61. So we're almost 30 years apart. Yeah. If you can have the next 30 years where you can experience that, yeah. see, that's what I would give you. Yeah. But that's what's missing. They think, no, you, you get satisfaction from grabbing onto it yourself mm-hmm. and for making sure your needs are met and making sure your desires are satisfied. That's not what I've seen. Yeah. It's not what I've experienced in life. Right. Every time I get self-centered and selfish, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. It's not like you go out there and say, I'm going to be selfish today and be the happiest person on the earth. Right. That, a lot of us don't even realize we're selfish. No, and it doesn't work that way. Right. It just doesn't work. We have to be able to give it away. Uh, the camp that we're part of, Silverberg Ranch, I can remember as a kid, my, my dad was always, he founded it. Yeah. And really, he was a full-time pastor. Mm-hmm. This was done during his free time. Right. He had to make sure all his pastoral duties were right. done. That was the church I grew up at. Yeah, and he <laughs> didn't take money from here. Wow. I, you know, I used to watch him. He was thrilled when kids came up and used a place. Yeah. He was thrilled when they used it. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to put yourself in his perspective. He grew up in your city of Chicago, yeah. had nothing, never had this kind of thing. He was thrilled. Yeah. And I'm looking at him going, you sacrificed money, time, energy, you get nothing out of this. Yeah. But he knew how to start things. He knew how to organize things. 
He knew how to have faith and walk with God. He knew those things. Right. And I, I looked at him as a kid, and I wondered, you don't get anything out of it. He had started another place where he didn't get anything out of, where he helped missionaries out. He had started a Christian school where he really didn't get anything out of it. I mean, I kept looking at him do things. He used to go and, and travel up to New Tribes Bible Institute, a mission school uh, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and teach. He didn't get anything out of it. Mm. I mean, this cost him stuff. Yeah. But it was the thrill of his life to mm. be able to give like that. So, you know, I learned that from an older generation, and that's what I'm trying to portray to you in the first half of this, t- this program is there's, there's experience, the fishing thing. I mean, I did that with my daughters. Yeah. There's a guy who did that with me that lives on our lake that if I tell him I want to go fishing, I, t- I told him I lost my pole. <laughs> I mean, that's how much of a fisherman <laughs> I am. <laughs> I lost my pole, a bunch of other things. It, it doesn't matter. I got a pole for you. I'll give you. I right. have bait. Yep. I have bait. I have a boat. Come on out. Yep. And, it, and if I go out and I land a big one, he is all smiles. Yep. And I'm thinking, that's what it's about right there. Yep. And you know what? I actually feel guilty doing that now because I'm thinking, I should buy my own pole. Right. Well, well I mean, I, I can go buy my own pole. Well, and, 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 and you think about the simplicity of fishing, like the excitement is reeling it in. It's right. not just hooking it and setting the hook. You know, it's reeling it and in. And he did the same thing with me, and I'm 60. You he know, would he hook it, it and passes it off to me. Yeah. Like, here, take, get this one in. Right. And I'm looking at him going, I feel like a six-year-old. Thank oh, you very I, much. <laughs> I know. This is the part that everybody enjoys. <laughs> yeah, but he loved it. He yeah. loved it. Right. I hope our listeners can get to where they love it. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what we're, we're wanting to talk about is really what are we living our life for? Are we living it for ourselves? Or are we living it for others? You know, and as we continue to dive in this and kind of unpack it more and look at some other practical ways, I encourage you to jump back in with us. This is Older and Younger with Jason and Dave. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Younger Older with Jason and Dave. We just got back from the break and we've been talking about just what matters in life. And uh, we haven't thrown out a a scripture yet, but I want to do that kind of so we can dive into it before we run out of time on on this half of the episode. And so in a previous um, episode of Older Younger, we talked about money. And we talked about how um, storing up treasures, you know, we, we looked at the verse, storing up treasures and all that. And, and uh, so I wanted to bring up this verse kind of as a continuation. It's 2 Corinthians 9, um, and it starts in verse 6. Um, and it says this, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Then verse 7 says, it's, if each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Um, and I'll just keep reading through the end of the next verse. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Uh, what do you think about that, Dave? You know, I think that if we really understand the resources that we've talked about already, we understand that God puts it on our heart, everybody uh, has it in their heart to use their resources in a way that God intended you to. And there's a way that he intends you to. Yeah. And it's different. We should never be guilted into anything. Guilt is not a, a gift of the Holy Spirit. That, that's not how we work. Right. But what we do need to understand is that there are many things out there that we can look at and say, can I show who God is through this? And I need to decide how God would use me. Here, here's, here's a little formula. I, I hate formulas, but here's one. <laughs> Does that okay. make sense? No. Good. But go for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I guess. It's not a formula. I just don't know another word, so you can help me later. Okay. 
what happens a lot of times is we want to feel needed when we're not needed, we're wanted. Right. And that's really an issue. God's the only one in the universe that's needed. He's the only one that's needed anywhere yeah. as far as to make things work. We're not needed to make things work. So whether it be Relate 365 or Silver Birch Ranch, anybody that's listening to us today, you're not needed to keep us going. That's not how we're going to portray it. We can't portray it that way. That would be evil to do that. Right. Because, Which is profound in and of itself. Right. Right. You know, but, because there's so many people out there, especially within the Christian realm, saying that we need your help. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, though, Jason, God tells us that we should take care of the orphans and widows, correct? Correct. Now, in the idea of orphans, I think, if you go through the Bible, there's no real definition because the definition's clear. Mm-hmm. Orphans don't have any way to take care of themselves. That's what get, makes them orphans. They don't have parents. They don't have any way to take care of themselves. Yeah. Widows are actually defined. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, you're to help widows who are widows indeed. And I would challenge our listeners, go look at the definition of widow in the Bible. Go find it, read it, look at it, because there's a definition there. And if they don't meet the qualifications, you're told not to help them. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is interesting. W- what really is being said there is, when somebody is in true need, they're truly needy. Mm-hmm. We are generous people. We help them. Yeah. But we don't help those who don't want to work because if they don't want to work, they don't eat. Right. Because that's a responsible issue. And we're not helping them to stay by staying irresponsible. So just to throw stuff out at us to make us feel guilty or make us feel like, you know, we have to do something isn't the way it should work. And what God does throughout the Bible is make it very clear. Yes, it's clear. An orphan has nobody to take care of them. If you know somebody who's orphaned, if you know a child that has nobody to take care of them, take care of them. Right. I mean, that's, that's very clear. However, however, it's not we don't give because of necessity. Right. Otherwise, you can be fooled all the way down the road because people put a lot of issue into trying to portray it so that you would give them money in a way that shows this is real needy, and if you give it to us, you can you know, pat yourself on the back because you were really needed and you supplied the need, so now we're thankful to you. Well, we should be thankful to God. Absolutely, and I think it even, even the way that you give is different. You know, in the first half of the show, we talked about different experiences in your life and my life where people gave something. You know, and it wasn't something that they did out of compulsion. They did it because it came naturally to them and it was look at the result it was satisfying you know and and i'm sure you have done this too dave like when you give out of compulsion you know it doesn't have the same feeling it doesn't have the same result you know i mean we talked about in a different episode you know about giving money and sometimes we just give money to get people off our backs you know have you done you know yes Uh, obviously that's happened to me right and and so and so i mean you might have a different (laughs) different sense of relief Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you're not uh, but feeling it, good it, about but it. But you're not feeling good about it. You're like, all right, that's done. It. Like you moan when you leave. Right. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting here is I, th- I think you got to put all the Bible in perspective. It says here, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Mm. We immediately think of the prosperity kind of thing. Right. I want to be rich, so I got to give a lot. Right. Is that what it's talking about? What does money accomplish? Is what you got to? What are you trying to reap? Are you just trying to reap money for yourself? That's inconsistent with all of Scripture. Right, right. So what are you trying to reap? You're trying to reap satisfaction in life. Mm -hmm. You're trying to reap the purpose that God gave you and the purpose for all that resource that you have. 
Uh, my wife and I have uh, use a phrase quite a bit that helps us stay centered. I want to invite you, um, Jason, and our guests to use it often. It, it's it's just a first world phrase. For example, um, I have uh, an, an, an ATV that I'll take out in the woods and travel in it. Or I'll give you a current example. I have a lawnmower, and it's not starting. Oh. Yeah, I know. And it's got a flat tire. That doesn't sound good. No. And so I go over there, and I'm going, stupid lawnmower. You know what I mean? I'm, and, and I'll hear my wife say from somewhere, that's such a first-world problem. Yeah. And that's the phrase. It gets me every time. Yeah. It's like, what is it? Oh, yeah, first world. In another part of the world, they're not messing with lawnmowers. They don't have to deal with it. Right. Because they're trying to make sure they have a fish to eat. When I was in Africa, their goal was to have supper. Yeah. And if they didn't work during the day, they didn't eat that day. Yeah. There was no banks. There, there was no, there were no banks. There, <laughs> well, yeah. but, but when you look at it, it's like, wow, first world problem. Do you encounter first world problems in your life where you start moaning about something where you could correct it by just saying that's a first world problem? Oh, all the time. You know, whether it's, you know, what technology say, your phone dies. You know, I mean, we've all been there. Right. You know, your phone dies. You're like, oh, uh, it's yeah. dead. That's such a first world you problem. How or, or or that feeling when you leave your phone somewhere. That's right. You know, that's a first world problem. Well, I had it the other day. I had to go take care of an emergency and I took care of it. And I had to leave a, a, a vehicle at this place for a couple hours. Yeah. And, and in between, I left my iPad in it. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't, I didn't have it to do all my work and check things. And I'm, I'm upset by it until I reminded myself that's a first world problem. Were you upset because you didn't have it or yes. were you upset because you thought it might get stolen? No, I wasn't upset there. The doors were locked and everything. I, wasn't, oh, sure. I, I was upset because I wanted to use it. Yeah, and you didn't have it. Was it was ruining my time. Right. Isn't it amazing how adjusted to all these things that we get, you know, because, I mean, before, you, before you, you owned an iPad, what did you do? That's right. You got done, you, you know, before you had whatever it is, whether That's it's right. a, you know, a new pair of headphones, new watch, new car, or whatever it is, you still got by. Yeah. Have, have you ever complained about the medical system we have in our country? Uh, yeah, I'm sure at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other countries, they don't have MRI machines. Right. It's a first world problem. Right. Uh, I've, I've moaned about the, the prescription cost. I wouldn't have to moan about that in another place. Because they wouldn't have prescriptions. They wouldn't have prescriptions. Right. So, I mean, when you start adding this first world problem thing to everything, it's, it really is helpful to, for me to get back centered. Right. It's a perspective thing. You know, and I think that's, that's kind of going back to even the, what this passage is all about. You know, it, it's the perspective of giving. You know, it's not that we're, we're, we're yes, it's... We're, Oftentimes we talk about money or different things like that, but it's really the heart behind it. It's the perspective behind it. God wants us to have an eternal perspective on life, and that impacts you know, everything that we do then. So what's with the tithe thing in the Bible then? Because do you just give 10% and you're done? You, you like paid your dues? Uh, I wouldn't say that that's the attitude behind it. You know, I so would why say, do we do it? Why, why 10% not a different percentage? Right. Because that's what people think is a... The Bible suggests. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting here. You know what I think? When you look at the Bible, it talks about your first 10%. Right. Did you garden? Do you well, ever have a garden? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yep. The, the first fruit is the funnest. Yeah. I mean, that's funnest. Yeah, that's the funnest stuff. You, you take it, and, and the first fruit, man, you just got to, you want to eat that. It's, right. It, You're most excited about God it. God says, give that to me. Yeah. The first 10%. Yeah. You know, when I first was thinking about that as a kid, I thought, Boy, that's weird. 
that's the one I want. Mm. No, that reminds you right. who owns it all. Right. That reminds you who gives you the increase. The first 10%, I think everybody listening, the first 10% that you make of anything, I think your talent as you learn things, you keep the first, give it away. Yeah. Then I think God owns the other 90. Yeah. And, and then you walk with him and learn how to manage the other 90. But it's not yours. You're always a steward. It's never your money. It's never your time. It's never your talent. Right. It's God's time, talent, and, and money. Right. And so you let him manage it. That's what we do. Right. Does that make sense? Or is that... Absolutely. And I think, I think part of it is, is going to him and, and continue asking him to help you manage it. Because, you know, we see all of Scripture, yes, to give abundantly, but we also see, see the warnings of, say, something like money, how it could be evil. And so Satan will do everything he can to try to keep you away from managing it the way that God wants you to manage right. it. And so I think it's something that's an ongoing process. And that's why even yourself, Dave, use this phrase, you know, first world problems. Right. I mean, rea- in, in reality, that's that's pointing you back to the truth oh, absolutely. perspective. Yeah, I wish I had this down by now. You know, and, and that's just an ongoing yep. thing. So even at 61, you're still, you know, teaching yourself, like, I need to be, you know, a better steward of the things that God has given me because I realize that, you know, I live in a first world and I have way more than I, you know, quote unquote need. You know, a yep. lot of it's wants. And if you don't do that, what happens is if you think that 10% is what God owns and you own 90, you start patting yourself on the back like, what a good boy am I. Look, I gave an extra 1%, God. You should appreciate me. That's not how it works. It's not ours to begin with. Right. It's somebody else's. I had a guy come to me once and um, tell me a story about a, a, a guy who inherited a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, he was responsible to give this money away. That's what the inheritance was for. And he was giving it away, and, and this place came to him and said, you know, we're going to name this building after you. And he said, if you do, I won't give that to you. Mm. And they looked at him and said, why? Because it's not my money. Right. I'm being generous with something that I never earned. Right. And I don't own. Right. I don't do that. You should actually have the name of the person who gave it to me. Yeah. They earned it. They owned it. They entrusted it to me to give it away. Yeah. It, putting my name on there would be totally wrong. Yeah. And I thought, isn't that how it really is in life? Mm. I mean, I want my name on it. And God goes, why? That's mine. Mm. Yeah. That's mine. I gave it to you yeah. to give away. And you're wanting your name on it. Yeah. Man, I think we need to rethink how we think about money and resources. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be an ongoing discussion because, you know, you look at, I mean, you look at spending habits nowadays and it's all about us. You know, you just had the brand new iPhone come out, $1,000. You know, talk about needs That's and a wants. first world problem. You know, that is a first world problem. Yeah, that's a first problem. world And I'm sure dilemma. there's people that would debate their quote-unquote need for it. Yeah. But the question is, is imagine what you could do with $1,000 in the kingdom of God. Well, phones have already gone from, I, I'd like to have one to a need. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just like cars are a need. I right. mean, I understand that in cultures. Right. But now it's like the, the, the $1,000 phone? Right. Gold? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, where does that need actually end? And that's where the first world discussion, if you can't laugh at yourself on this being in a first world country. Right. And by the way, things can change tomorrow. Oh, uh, instantly. You can get a note, you got cancer, you're dying, all the money in the world, and your iPhone 10, it, it's not going to save you, and it's going to be a waste of time. 
Right. And so hopefully it brings a little bit more perspective in your life. And it maybe at the very least gets you thinking about the way that you can use your gifts, talents, and resources for the kingdom of God. But that's all the time we have for our show today. I would encourage you to go back, uh, check out our website at Relay365.com and download all the past episodes. We are a ministry of Silverbridge Rants. We'd love to have you join us up here for a retreat, a weekend, or for summer camp. So if you're interested in that, go check out SilverbridgeRanch.org. This is Jason and Dave with Younger and Older, and we look forward to seeing you here next time. Thank you and God bless.